Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 621 on my podcast, The Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale, one of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show and the, and the home of Intelligent Rambling. A great show lined up for you today, and you're saying, wow, Russ, you're really getting kind of regular with these shows lately. Yeah, as I keep saying to y'all, don't consider, <laughs> I'm not planning on, on going back to weekly on a permanent basis. I just have so much stuff lately and I, it, when I review stuff, I need to get it out uh, or I forget things. So you, just consider yourselves lucky. Enjoy it while you can because more likely eventually I'll be going just to bi-weekly. So this is the way it is and it's just, it's all those times a year I just have a lot of things coming here and amazingly some time to uh, record it. So huzzah. To all. Uh, lots of talk about in the show today, but before we get into the stuff that people sent me, I did want to keep, keep going with my uh, review of the Falcon Winter Soldier. I was tempted to save this and do like a three and a four at the same time, but nah, no, nah, I'll get this out while it's still fresh in my head. So, uh, Fal- uh, so episode three. Uh, of, of the Falcon Winter Soldier, which you can catch at Disney Plus. I'm enjoying Disney Plus still because of a perk I got from Game Game Pass uh, Ultimate Edition. Such a fun perk. So that's why how I'm watching it. So, um, so in episode three, this is a good one. We we get we get a lot of we get introduced or reintroduced to Baron Zemo. Now, if you know your comic book character, Zemo is a character that's been. He's been around for a while, and he really takes center stage in this one. I gotta compliment the actor who plays him because he plays him all out. So Sam and 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 Bucky, in the desperation to find out more about these new super soldiers, they enlist the hate of Z, uh, the the they, the, the, the help of Zemo to to kind of track them down. And and such a fun interaction between those characters and and talking about you know symbolism. And things of that nature. And and we also get introduced in this episode to Madripoor. Now, if you know your Marvel stuff and you know your X-Men, Madripoor is kind of like the, um, I guess it's kind of like a version of Shanghai, sort of, uh, where where it's it's kind of a little, little place where everything goes, where you can just do what you want. And it's a very popular location in X-Men because that's where Wolverine kind of goes to kind of blow off some steam. No sign, sorry. A little furry mutant in this one. So he's making a cameo of him in a bar. No. But we do get some very interesting developments in this one. We get uh, a character which we've previously seen 
in the MCU come back and join them, which is kind of cool to see her back in the fray. And we get introduced to the character of the Power Broker, which, you know, uh, I'm curious to see how that 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 goes when it comes to that. We also get a more of a look into uh, the the main female baddie Carly from the um, from the Flag Smashers and. It's interesting in this episode, you they make you feel like sympathy for her, and then near the end it's like, wow, she is just you know, all kinds of evil. So we have that, and 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 we also get some more um instant, you know, more with 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 uh with with you know, faux cap, if you will, USA agent, uh, John Walker. So that gets introduced more and and so they move the story along and, and it, and it gets to a point, uh, in, in this episode where, Ooh, it, it ends on such a thing. It ends on, on a big cliffhanger and it's something they, they tease about at the start of the episode when they're talking about, you know, breaking uh, Zemo out of prison. Some people in the world that have been introduced and certain nation, that we've seen in the MCU might not be so happy. Zemo is free. <laughs> and the payoff for that ooh, is really good at the end of the show. It's like, dang, it's it's going to be a good episode for uh, when it comes to that. So, yeah, a little light on the action, although, you know, you don't want to be around Zemo when he puts the mask on. And, and I, I like the look what he was, there was one character and I admit it. He, one character that, that they introduced in the episode that, um, it was responsible for a lot of the super soldier serum. And he, he gives off very JC, Jason Eisenberg, Lex Luthor vibes. Yeah. I'll, I'll go <laughs> the way his line delivery is. And yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. The, the female, the uh, one that comes back, I don't think we've seen the last of her in this show. And I'm very curious to see where it goes. It, it, it does help watching this show. Let's say if, if you've watched the previous Marvel movies, like the phase three stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was in phase two, but the, the character that comes back female, you'll get it. It'd be more of an impact. If you know a bit of her history. Uh, with, with these two fine gents, and it'll make more sense. They, I mean, they kind of say it in the episode for those maybe who haven't seen the Marvel movies, but then why are you watching the show? But uh, yeah, it, it does help to, and really, again, like watching WandaVision, maybe going to watch um, Age of Ultron again, and make watching um, Winter Soldier, I don't Winter Soldier, but watching Falcon Winter Soldier makes me want to rewatch like Civil War again. Just saying. It really does. Uh, so it's really moving along. I mean, we only got three more episodes left. It's only a six limited uh, uh, series. So yeah, we'll just find out too in this episode that, um, that there's, there's a lot more super soldier serum out there than we thought there was. And I could see a few characters maybe getting a hold of some of that before the, the, the you know, six episodes are done. Absolutely. There's some, Extra files kicking around. So we'll see where that goes. Overall, I like the direction of the show. It's nice seeing something Marvel. I mean, we did get an announcement this week that uh, Black Widow is finally coming to, to theaters 
in uh, <laughs> gonna be theaters in in July. So, but it's gonna be a theaters slash um, Disney Plus release. So <laughs> that's cool. It's finally gonna get released. I. I don't know by July if I'll be able to see it in the theater in my region. Because at the time of this recording, I can't even go see Godzilla vs. Kong in a theater. Because it's not open. And it won't be open for another month. At the very least. But even then, I'm not holding my breath on that. So, that is the way it is <laughs> when it comes to that. But it, it, is, it is coming out. And they just put up a new trailer for it. And it looks... I just really want to see that movie. And and I'm I I want it I don't want to be disappointed, I, you know more than a year I've been looking forward to this I I don't want to be disappointed, please please don't do that to me. So that's coming up, uh, in the new year. One other thing on the top of the show I did want to talk about, and I just prior like just prior to the the start of this recording found this out, and I was like, man, networks sometimes I swear. Do things that make you go, man, that's just a bit of a move, you know? So we talked about earlier in this year, uh, this year and, and it's still, still staying on the superhero event here, that, that of course, I told you that um, Ruby Rose left Batwoman, Batwoman to, to, you know, she left the show and they got Javika, they got a new actress to play Batwoman. Well... Uh, you know, and, but when they, when they brought this new actress in, you know, and I only watched the first episode because I'll watch the rest of it when it comes out as a whole season. Cause I, and I talked about this in the show Ramblers. So, so when the, the first episode, it's like, um, it's like, um, okay. So, so, so Kate had this plane accident and, and, um, and but there's no body, <laughs> and 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 uh, and I watched that episode. And I thought, oh, CW, yeah. So so you're not giving that character a complete end, are you? Right? It's no body. So maybe maybe that opens the door for Ruby to come back. You know, maybe some closure to Kate Kane, and and you know, just kind of tie things up in the show. Well, <laughs> you know, um. Yeah, the that woman isn't done with Kate Kane, but nope, it ain't gonna be Ruby Rose that's coming back. And this is a slight spoiler. So sorry, I'm warning you now. If if you don't want to hear the rest, if you're like really in the Batwoman and you want to wait till the season end, you don't want to hear any more of this. Keep <laughs> our warned. You can skip a little bit ahead, pass this past my musical musical bridge and go to the reviews if you want to. Be forewarned. So that being said, you know, and this this won't take mm, more than a few minutes to talk about. <laughs> so that being said, it, it's been reported that that the the former star of Krypton and and I reviewed that show in this show. I really liked Krypton. I think it should have gotten more than two seasons. Former star of it, and I liked her in the show. Uh, you know. Uh, Wallace Day, who who played um, the 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 um, blondie love interest in Krypton, <laughs> of 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 a uh, of the main lead, she has been cast to be the new altered, air quoting version of Kate Kane. 
because and and they're doing this from what I hear in a way that is such a MacGuffin in TV, people. It is such. How many times have I seen this? So. So, because it was a plain accident, the way that seems to be it's going to be scripted, because she was so grievously injured in this plain thing, and yet the suit survived, she, she is now coming back as unrecognizable due to her wounds as, <laughs> as the former actress. Although, probably they'll explain the voice as her voice box got hurt, too. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so that that my friends is how they're doing it and and this is very similar to what they did um what nickelodeon did when the 2012 uh, teenage ninja turtles move, uh, show where they changed the voice of leonardo and the the character of leonardo in the show got so grievously injured in a fight that that made his voice change to a different voice actor so it's yeah, kind of the same, like, oh, injury, it's happened so often. So that, that, that is how it's going to go. I don't know how well that is, is, is going to go over. I, I seriously don't know how well that's going to go over. It, it, it might, you know, bring some... I, I like, you know, the, the, how it's going to add to the twist in the show as Jafika Lewis's character is just kind of settling in. You know, the old one comes back. and it, it, But what's going to be your thing? Like, okay, hey, you stole the suit that I stole from my cousin. Hey, that's not fair. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to play that. Um, But, but... That's going to happen. And clearly, there were some issues there, other than just injuries, that they're not even asking her to come back for this. They're totally recasting because they want nothing to do with Ruby Rose and, and Yowza. <laughs> that is such an indictment. Um, so, very interesting. Um how this is going to go. Uh, I don't know if that actress in real life is a lesbian. I don't know if that's the case or she's just going to play one on TV because um, that was a big thing they're, they're bumping with Ruby Rose. So, yeah. And and I said she, I, I think she could pull it off. From what I saw in, 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 in Krypton, I liked her. I, I think she could play a convincing, somewhat badass. And... We'll see. I mean, I won't better review this. Probably won't do this until until this hits video sometime, probably in the fall. Uh, more likely, I have not official announcement from WB yet, Warner Brothers yet. But yeah, it's like don't give the new girl too much to <laughs> settle in, and then like here we go. So we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that flies. Okay, uh, when it when it comes to that, so. <laughs> it's a very interesting development. Oh man, networks. So that's gonna happen. One other thing I want to tell you at the top of the show as well. I did put a um I did put a poll up because I was very curious to see how many y'all are gonna watch how anybody was gonna watch Godzilla vs. Kong. 
whether it was going to be in a theater, uh, PVOD, or wasn't your type of movie. I only got a lot, two responses, and it was split 50-50 between going to see it in the theater and PVOD. So, interesting there. I might put up another survey of the pool in regards to um, Black Widow and how you're going to watch that. And maybe I mean another one. I'm going pull crazy, crazy. And how you feel about a new Kate Kane. So, uh, yeah, keep looking for that. So, after all that preamble, because Jesus Louise says I do it a lot, uh, on the show today, I got a bunch of things I'm going to talk about. I <laughs> said, I just got so many things. Start things off with a brand new movie, courtesy of great folks at Universal Home Entertainment. It is the Blu-ray review of Let Him Go, a, a new movie starring Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, where uh, an older couple fights to get their grandson back. And then we go from uh, an older couple fighting to, to uh, one of the most unique martial arts movies I've seen in a while, and that is from the great folks at Well Go USA Entertainment. It is Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1 which features one of the most unique martial arts fights I've ever seen. I keep seeing unique. And then we go from martial arts to, I don't know, the crazy world of, of, of DC and Doom Patrol from my Blu-ray review of season two of Doom Patrol, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. So that's all on the show, including as well, one more thing I almost forgot, I'm going to throw in a book review great folks at DK, and it will be the WWE Superstar Handbook, courtesy of DK Publishing, and I'll talk about that, and who's in it, and who's not in it, which is always very interesting. All coming up on this episode of Rambles Russell, so I'm going to take a little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. First Blu-ray review for this episode is Let Him Go, courtesy of Universal Home Entertainment. Now, this is a very interesting movie. It's 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 kind of like a rescue movie, but it, it covers a, a lot of genres because it's part heartwarming. It has some genuine creepy moments in this. <laughs> Super creepy. Uh, and and it, it's an interesting vehicle for, for um, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner. This is the first time, I think, they've ever worked together. So the main uh, plot revolves around a retired sheriff and his wife who are grieving over the death of their son set out to find their only grandson. Cause the start of this, start of this movie, their son, uh, you know, marries a woman, has a kid, and then he falls off a horse and dies. So his, so his widow then marries, <coughs> remarries another guy. And, and you know, at first, everything seems to be all hunky-dory. And then one day, you know, the Diane Lane character, she's like out just, you know, walking about doing stuff. She sees the, the, the three of them, the the uh, the grandson, the ex-daughter-in-law, uh, and the new husband. They're out, you know, walking about doing shopping stuff. And, and the, and the, um, and this new husband, Donnie, ooh, he just hauls off and, and smacks the kid down. And it's like, and that, you know, that brings a little, little concern there. And I, you know what, sadly in life, Ramblers, I've seen that happen. I was at like a Target years ago in the States. 
And, and I was out want, uh, just doing some shopping while I was reef across the border. And I saw this woman with her son. And he was like fussing and fussing and fussing. And he was like, you know, maybe four or five at the most. And they're walking in the store and she just went like smacked him like right down on the floor in the middle of the Target. And the person I was with and I were saw that and we're going like, what the hell did we just saw? And she smacked him down, picked him up, and he was quiet. And <laughs> that same kind of thing is like, man. So that triggers the Diane Lane character. And, you know, don't blame her. Margaret and um, Kevin Costner plays George. They are the black, the, um, black ledges. So it triggers her concern with, with, with their, you know, their grandson there. And then they find out that that the that whole family has hopped up and moved out of the area. So this sets, you know, these two off on a on a trip to track down their grandson and get him back because, you know, they don't want their their the only link they have to their son left being raised by an abusive dude. And this sets things in motion. And it, it takes a bit to get going where they they drive all the way out like miles, kilometers away from where they live to track the, these down to this family, <laughs> this wee boy family. And it, it, it's like something, oh, you know, like, um, it, it's like something out of, uh, one of those, like, you, you know, this, this run, this region is run by our family. It's very kind of, kind of rural, scary. I guess, and and so they they go there to track, and and it just leads to some very uncomfortable moments. Also, in this is Jeffrey Donovan, as as one of the wee boys, and he is chilling in this, just absolutely chilling. Uh, when it when it comes to to this <laughs> to this story, and so they they track the the kid, the you know the parent, the the mother, and the daughter and them down and they go yeah like we need to get this kid out this family is just off the rails and and they don't trust leaving the kid with them and you know you look at it and go yeah i i can um <laughs> i can see why you really wouldn't want to do that because yeah they're kind of nuts and and what are the the matriarch of this is the character of blanche Melville, played by Leslie Manville. And she is just really out there. And reminds, she reminds me kind of like a Meryl Streep, like, like a younger version of Meryl Streep in this. And, and this leads to just, I mean, there's one point where the violence just super escalates. You're like, yeah, this is not going to end well for a lot of people. <laughs> so you have that. And, and there's like a scene at the end and it's just, it, it it goes from zero to sixty really quickly, like that just escalated quickly, <laughs> kind of thing. So it's a, it's a real um, gritty little piece of of drama here, and it's it's not something. I mean, I you don't see it too often. And, and Kevin Costner and Diane Lane they really work well together. I like I like that 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 team. So it really is um a um a thriller, but it's a thriller. It's not like it'll keep you on the edge of your seat, like constantly thriller, but near the end, things just like get super intense. And you're really wondering, you know, who's going to make it and who isn't. Uh, when it comes to this, you don't get 
a lot of extras. You really don't. You get a, a little bit of a making of featurette. You get the Black Legends, Kevin Costner, and Diane Lane, where they just highlight their roles in this, and then lighting the way, Thomas Buzaka. So, it, it, and they're all really short. They're all like three minutes, three, four minutes each. The, the photography in this one is pretty nice. It, it, in some ways, it serves as like a travel log. There's these long, winding shots uh, <clears throat> of where they're driving to. So that in itself, like that is, is, is kind of cool when it comes to. Yeah, so and, and Thomas uh, <clears throat> Busuka is the director. He has previously directed such movies as... Do, 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 do. He's written a lot. Uh, yeah, not a lot, really. He, he did <clears throat> things called The Big Eating, The Family Stone, Monte Carlo, and then this. So not a huge track record. Studios are really testing new directors here. Although um, he has written a lot more when it comes to that, but he's only been like really active since 2000. <clears throat> so there you go. So overall, it, it's it's a you know it's a nice little movie. Not for this squeamish, especially what happens to um, the Kevin Costner character at one point. <laughs> I mean, the the shorter way it could have been, but still like, man, that's nasty. And it really shows the determination. Like, it's really kind of like, these people are really determined. And and, and the, the creepiness of the wee boy family is just like right up there. So it does keep you on the edge of your seat really well. So that is my take of Let Him Go, or Laissez Les Partir, which is a pretty good translation, on Blu-ray DVD combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Home Entertainment. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening.
frightening. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. My second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1, courtesy of Well Go USA Entertainment. Now, Ramblers, you know, I watch a heck of a lot of martial arts movies here and there. You know, and I have quite a few in my collection. But this one is is rather unique. And and here's why it is. Because it, it's almost like this, uh, it's a race. It's like a marathon of martial arts. Now, what do you mean when you say that, Russ? Well, let me tell you. This this film is 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 supposed to be it's supposed to be uh, based on a famous battle of a swordsman named Miyamoto Musashi, and it is a seventy-seven minute one scene no cut action sequence. There is one in this where it goes that long. And I'm not joking before a cut is made like that. There's one point where it's just one camera that keeps moving. So the basic plot of this, and it's not really heavy on plot really is it kind of establishes it like at the start of the movie is you have, it's a clan war essentially. It's a Japanese clan war. And, and it ends up that, you know, by the start in this one lone warrior, this one dude has to fight off all these other guys with swords that just want him dead. Now, <laughs> and this is played by um, Tak Saka, Sakaguchi. And it's probably the most unique battle I've ever seen. Now, you know, most martial arts, especially the wire work, right? They're flying around and they're zipping, they're bipping, and they're slicing and they're dicing and stuff, right? This movie is different than that. That one shot, basically, it's him and a sword fending off all these guys. Now, you know, an opinion in this movie that um, the, the character is widely weird, uh, was greatly weird, uh, revered, sorry, and respected because instead of just all of them charging in at once, like on mass. To get him, because at one time he's surrounded by at least ten to twenty plus guys. They they all have this kind of ego, maybe, or maybe it's an honor thing. I don't know where they want to take him on one at a time. Like I want to be the one that takes him down. That kind of attitude. And then <laughs> this this attitude in this movie does not do any of them. I swear, any favors. <laughs> because what, you know, he, he might have, you know, said, yeah, sure, if all of them had rushed this dude at once, yes, some of them might have died in the attempt, but I, I doubt, dude, unless he was like, at, um, unless he was Kryptonian, he ain't going to survive it, right? If in that many just... All of them timed it, charged at once. Fah! But no, no, they go in a bit of time, and so they're charging him, and this guy is just slice, slice, slice. Next. I, I did, like, martial arts years and years ago, Ramblers, and we used to do this thing in martial arts called the V, which is where you stand on the mat, and we sometimes do this uh, practicing with, with, um, with, with weapons, like 
fake, you know, not like weapons, but not really sharp lady ones, <laughs> like bottle caps and, and, and rubber knives and stuff, <laughs> where, where one person stands in the middle of the mat, and then, and then all the people that are training with him just rush him, boom, 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 at a time. And your job is basically you, 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 you defend yourself, disarm that person, right? And they'll come at you with different things, like they used to vary, like fake knives, you know, bottle things, whatever. So your job is to disarm and get to the next person. So it's very similar into that. And oh, this guy has a sword. So at least he's got a sword. So each of these guys kind of rush at him individually. And he's like, slice, slice. And oh, and they go away. And some of them don't get up. Or he just slices them really badly or guts them or takes them down to the throat. Or <laughs> he bops them on the head with the sword. I have never seen in my life watching martial arts movies so many dudes get hit in the head with a sword. He just like, Boop, you down. Boop, you down. <laughs> and at one point, Lord Mighty, you'd think they, they'd kind of, the guys that are he's fighting against would would kind of get the clue that individually challenging this guy, yeah, you know, you're tiring him out and eventually he's going to get tired. How many have to die before <laughs> the plan works? And it's funny because see all these, these guys just jocking up. Oh, okay, my turn. I'm going to go for um. Nope, nope, that didn't work. <laughs> and it goes on for a, a good chunk here. A little along the ways, he, he, the poor actor gets to rest and takes something to drink, but he's just getting sliced up. No ribbons. And, and there's like, occasionally, no, I am, I am, da, 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 I'm going to challenge you. And there's like a main dude that challenges him, and he lasts a little longer, but... You know, and at one point they're they're fighting in in the rain, and that looks really epic. And all while this guy is fighting, he's just like slowly moving. So the the landscape does change a bit. It starts in open field, like a woods. It goes open field, then moves into a little like a towny area, kind of thing. And <laughs> oh, the body count. Power to you, Ramblers. If if you have like a piece of paper with you, and you mark every time it looks like you kill somebody. Or every time he slices somebody, because it's up there. It's probably the most extras I've ever seen, and it's, it does it with such precision. It's crazy. So that's a that that's pretty much the movie. Oh, and there's this one point, <laughs> these two other guys kind of break off, and they're like, la, 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 and that ends <laughs> somewhat humorously, you know, stuff. So I now, so it's one of these movies, Ramblers. If if you're looking for like a big Bam, 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 big action, explosion, wireworky, kind of crazy, kind of martial artsy stuff like that. No, uh, I'm, I'm being honest. You're not going to get that with this movie. But just the methodical way, the guy goes, it's just it's something to see. So keep that in mind. It's it's if this if this based on an actual event, then man alive, that that's kind of cool. And I do like the way they they did the end credit sequence. I don't talk about this much in movies, but this one was done in a way that so as the, the names are scrolling down, just like black and white, big black and white pictures that are kind of keep coming forward to the screen and going out as the credits roll. And it's really, really dynamic. I've never seen credits done that way. So it's like, 
here's behind the scenes, black and white footage of this and this and this and stills and stuff. And it's like, that's kind of neat. That's the kind of thing. If I was actually in the theater, I'd make me want to stay and watch that just to see all the pictures kind of rather than just watching for the names and hoping for like a bonus, you know, scene that Marvel likes to do. <laughs> so that that's there. There is sadly no extras on this. Darn it. I would have loved to have seen like a featurette and how they film this or even commentary, even if it was in like a different language, but at least it was English subtitle that I would have gone for. But now, but so it's that it's probably the most unique movie I've seen of it. You know, it, it is one of the quotes because you all love reading quotes. One of the best action films in recent years by Asian movie Pulse. I know I go that far. Um, shot in every movie in single take. The the marathon battle rivals every film. Yeah, so it really is. A, it's like a marathon, and that that one take that takes a lot of work because you think of this <laughs> film wise, guys. That kind of thing, like one mess up, one whoops, say they stumble and they fall while they're walking with the camera like that, then, oh man, you, you would have to reset and start it all over again. Like that is a gutsy move, man, to, to do that for so long. I don't know if any other movie, Western or Eastern movie, has ever done that long of a single take without a camera break. That's impressive. Because it's such a slim margin. Like, you could do that, and you could, like, get, like, right to the end, and to me, some of the camera guy trips and falls, and then you can start over. And so I'd love to... That's in itself something to see. I just wish there would have been a little more extras to this to give it more padding. But uh, And I love the cover for it. That's just like, I'm a dude, and I'm going to beat you all. That kind of thing. So that is my take of Crazy Samurai 400. Versus one on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at WellGo USA Entertainment. Change the world 
there's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare with your imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly first episode is Doom Patrol Season 2, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this release on Blu-ray to review. The opinions they express are my own. Now, of course, this is said, the second season of Doom Patrol, and, and it still stands to this day. I'm going to say it right at the top of the show. I love the theme song to this show. Dang it, it is one of my favorite theme songs in new show these days and and last more than 30 seconds and and i just man and the only thing that's missing from the title sequence is you get the names but you don't have the people with the names it's like a little pet peeve of mine it's gone from tv but i the the theme song for the, and the music in in this show still like delivers to me so in the start of season two, and, and this is definitely a show, Ramblers, You, if you don't watch the first season, you're going to start season two and be like, what the what? <laughs> it really does help to watch the first season before jumping into the second, because this really does build on the second show, uh, the first season. So the first season ended with a huge revelation by the chief, and that, that revelation kind of works its way out through this second season. Cause it's like a, like a ripple effect. Like the repercussions of it go 
all throughout this second season when it comes to the lives of um, Larry, Vic, Rita, Jane, and, and Cliff. And this second season, we get a brand new character that really plays a huge part of Dorothy, Chief's daughter. Now, you're saying to yourself, how the heck did he get a daughter? Well, throughout the run of these um, nine episodes, that is explained. So it's nine episodes and two Blu-rays. And, and it really is interesting thing because we find out early on that little Dorothy, the ape girl, and she is actually based on a character in the comic books. She has a very special secret slash power, much like Jane. She has some personalities locked in her brain. And unlike Jane's who can only manifest like through her body sort of thing, like take over. These characters can physically exist in the real world. And they, they are a, a huge, I'm guessing tarantula named Herschel, a weird kind of robot kind of character. I forget what her name is. Then you have a, a kind of huge jackalope character called Manny. And then you have the, 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 kind of the worst a lot called the candle maker who is probably in a lot of ways, the most dangerous version of these, her imaginary friends and, and that world and Jane's world, let's just say they have a meeting and, and it's not a good one. When it comes to this, because the Candlemaker oh, and the voice they use for him is just chilling. So, so we start off. So it's it's very much a, a fallout of last season, and and they they deal with it pretty quickly. I mean, we get caught up. Uh, sadly, for all you Alan Tijuk fans out there, Mister Nobody, he is absent from this season. They do address that kind of later at, near the end of it. And it's no surprising because, of course, he got work uh, in, in Harley Quinn. And, and they do it in a really fun kind of meta way. <laughs> One of the episodes of the season. So, no, we, we you miss his his great monologues. I Maybe he'll come back for a guest somewhere. But So he's not the main focus. So the main focus is Dorothy. We also have to deal with the fallout of Danny Street, who at the start of the season gets reduced to Danny the Brick. But then that gets taken care of too. So all the characters have a nice arc in this one. Cliff goes through in season two trying to um, uh, trying to reconnect with his wayward daughter after he finds out the news from the first season. So that, that is an ongoing plot for him. When it comes to Rita, she really in the second season, comes to grip with, with, you know, she has stretchy powers and really wants to make a um, herself into a hero. So we have that, and she goes to a lot of lengths to do it. At one length, she goes with the help of Flex that, <laughs> that leads to some very interesting results. This show is still, it's an HBO based on HBO Max. It is still a show 
not for kids. I'm going to tell you that now. There's another one of shows where there's a kid in it, but there's a lot of content that is not for children. So keep that in mind. So that's Rita's kind of journey. And also Rita ends up uh, during the, during this, this, this season, joining up with a local um, playhouse who's doing a play based on the events that happened when the, when the team went to town with the donkey and things went horribly wrong. So it's that. Um, Vic is, is dealing with, with, with kind of the, the fallout from his dad and Vic gets a love interest in this season where we find out that he is a very fully functional cyborg. No, 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 no. Uh, in that. So that gets happened and that is a fallout from that. I don't think we're going to see until season three, but that's interesting. When it comes to Jane, um, wow. And I said, Jane and, and Dorothy have a, an interaction which leads to ooh, quite the shakeup in the world of Jane, let's just say. And, and, and a power shift, if you will, inside her head. So that happens. A lot more of, of the underground we see in this season. Larry, and uh, in, in this season, Negative Man, he tries to reconnect with his family and does not get the results he wants, but more on that. And, um, yeah, so they all kind of, and we learn a lot more about Chief's backstory and we find out why he did what he did in the justification for what he did when it came to Cliff, um, Rita, Jane, and Larry. Now, you can say the ends justify the means, but... I don't know. And on this one scene in, in, in this season where um, Cliff is trying to connect with his daughter and they shoot it in a way that it looks like it's like, like the, the rest of the set is models and Cliff and Jane are there. there. It's like, it's a weird perspective shot that made me go like, wow, did you intend that to look that way? Because that is such a weird visual. Timothy Dalton is tremendous in this. I got to say, Brendan Fraser, probably doing the best acting he's done in a show ever. And he does, in some show episodes, get to appear as himself, like not in a robot form, which is pretty cool, uh, especially when he goes inside Jane's head. So that that's kind of neat that he gets to, you know, do acting and not just do a voice for the suit. It's cool. And, 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 you know, and, um, and this was a lot of character development in the show too. And I love, I love the character of Flexo and, and, and the, the whole thing with Danny that does get resolved. So that does get taken care of. We also meet, um, we also find out about the, um, <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of characters that get thrown in. There's a, a possible interest for Larry that gets kind of thrown in. And I think we'll see more of her later. The season ends. Oh, my goodness. The season ends in such a cliffhanger. Lord mighty. This is a show. If this, if this, if there wasn't, if, you know, if this show had ended at two seasons and there was not an announcement of a third season and this is how Doom Patrol ended. Oh, man. It it would have been so bad. It would have been so many annoyed people because it, 
it just ends in a way, and I thought one was good. They're like, okay, to quote an old song, a little Buffy episode, where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they're going to write themselves out of this. I, it's just like, man, when stuff hits the fan in this show, stuff hits the bleeping fan. And wow, <laughs> I watched it. And then last episode, then I go, yeah, this is the last one of the season, right? Yeah, this is kind of, and I'm like, wow, I, I, what, what a way to end a season. So, yeah, this is one of these things where, where when the first episode, the third season airs, I will find a way to watch it because I want to see how they get out of it. Really, I do. And it does mean I'll, I'll watch, you know, I'll still save the rest of them, more likely, until it comes out in video and then I'll binge it like I usually do. <laughs> but I, I really want... So many of these CW shows do this to me, man. CW, HBO, superhero, DC stuff. And then a huge season cliffhanger that I just got to go, all right, I got to at least watch the first episode of the next season. It's just to, because <laughs> I have to wait till this video. So yeah, again, I said, not a show for kids. It's very adult, very adult in nature, language and, and stuff that happens. It can get gory at times. Keep that in mind. But it really builds to the, from the first. And I like that when shows do that. It like, okay, this happened and we're just going to keep going. And and that, I love that in, in, in writing. And, and the music, the songs in this show are just, the song selection is fantastic. Uh, for features, light on features again, but it's a shame. You do get Doom Patrol, the magic of makeup, where they do talk about all the makeup, especially with, with Ape Girl. I mean, that that look <laughs> and have to act through it is really good. So you get that. You get Doom Patrol Season 2, Come Visit Georgia PSA, which is very similar to the Season 1 one. It's, you know, the, the, it's more behind the scenes, but it's, it's like enough to whet your appetite, but I would have loved... Like it inside the episode for each episode or a commentary on some of the episodes. That would have been great. You know, sure, you bump it to maybe make it a third disc, but come on. That's the only thing that kind of disappoints me um, when it when it comes to that is that there's not a third season. Uh, you know, it's not like a... Um, it's not like a more meteor extras. If you will, and, and and they used to be much much oh, used to be so much better at that than than what it is, and that that's a shame. Uh, I I hate that trend in TV uh, when it comes to that. So overall, overall I yeah, uh, a really fun season. It just really builds on on what it did before, and and that's going. You get a lot more, and the character actress who plays Jane do all those personalities. Really cool, the way she can uh, pull that off. I mean, I, that that is very impressive work when it comes to that, because I, I guarantee it's not an easy thing to do. Oh, and the the actress who plays Dorothy, that 
is Abby Monterey. Quite good. I mean, it, it must not be easy to act with all that makeup on. And she really does does well with that part. And, and her and Timothy, you, you really get that father kind of daughter relationship. They really established that well this season. Overall, I, 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 it, I really enjoyed this season of the show. It really makes me want to watch. Come on, bring on third season so I can at least watch the start of it. Uh, a fun show. It, it, I said at the start, you really got to watch the first season to appreciate the second, to how much go goes into it. Lots of new characters introduced and, and quite still a very surreal show. And, and <laughs> that's what just makes it more interesting. Also, <laughs> this season, the, the, there's one point where they have to bust Flexo uh, out of out of prison, <laughs> and um, actually no no we was we was last season we had the bus flex out of prison and it had the 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 butt monsters, but there's still there's still <laughs> a lot to the show and and worth checking out as long as you're not too shy or too prudish and swearing doesn't offend you. It, it it's 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 a it's one of the more unique um, superhero shows out there, and I'd love 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 to see one day a crossover between Doom Patrol, say uh, Titans, and maybe even I don't know Star Girl, <laughs> that or or a Legends of Tomorrow because Legends is similar in in tone. That that would make for some very very interesting tv so that is my take of doom patrol the complete second season on a blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at warner brothers home entertainment <laughs>
Our book review for this episode is WWE Superstar Handbook, courtesy of DK Publishing. Now, it's a very interesting book, and, and it has uh, what it says, uh, more stats on more than 300 WWE superstars or people from the um, various characters from the sports entertainment history, if you will. And it is in two, 208 pages because a lot of the pages have more than one character slash person in it. And each entry basically has like a brief little paragraph on the character, their height, their hometown, the signature move, and their rivals. Now, in these kind of books, just like the encyclopedia I talked about in a previous episode, it's not really who's in it. It's who isn't in it that I find the most interesting. And I, these are impressive that they can get all these pictures and facts and all this stuff together. Because unfortunately, the WWE loves to edit history all the time. And this is, and I, I talk about this with WrestleMania on the way. This is a good time to talk about more wrestling stuff. And this is a prime example of this. Because I look through this book and the amount of former superstars that are not in here will surprise you. And I'm just going to name a lot of them out. There may be some I've forgotten or I can't remember, but these are very significant ones. And a lot of these, I can tell you probably the reason why they're not here. So some of the names that aren't included in this chunky little paperback are CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Jack Swagger, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Luke Harper, Dean Ambrose, Sable, Sonny, the Godwins, Kyle Edwards, a.k.a. Arda O'Cal, which is a bit of a shocker to me. Um, Jim Ross is not in here. Gorilla is, though. Uh, Luna Vachon, even though they mention her. Victoria. All the things you said. All the things you said. Uh, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, and Lila not in this book. That's some of the ones I couldn't find in here at all. I don't think even Jacqueline is in here. Is Jacqueline in here? No, no Jacqueline either. Um, but, you know, you have a lot of the old school people like Jake and Macho and Ted DiBiase and IRS. Though <laughs> some of these I'm surprised are in here. China is in here. Although a few years ago that wouldn't have happened. And even, and, and this covers, this book is weird because it covers people who have been in NXT, WWE, and even WCW. Because Norman Smiley is in this book. And and the way they, they do this, because Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns are in this book. Roman... Lordy has not only one single page, then a big two-page spread as well. So they love Roman. <laughs> Even though Seth Rollins and Roman are in here, nowhere in the little paragraphy bio um, do they talk about the shield. The only time you see Ambrose is they put a picture of uh, John Cena on a... Um, and a six-man tag match from 2019 against Dean Ambrose, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. 
that is one of the few, I think, if only um, mentions of him in this book. And yet, Billy Gunn is here, and he's in AEW. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, no Chris Jericho, which is a huge shocker. They don't even want to mention him because he's been in AEW for a while. No Jack Swagger, again, because he's in AEW. And and as of, and uh, also, no, and no Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows, because they have jumped company as well, too. Luke Harper, the late Luke Harper, who is not in this book, uh, who went, again, to AEW, not in the book. In fact, I don't think even Eric Rowan is in the book. So it really, the amount of people that they just kind of take out and they just don't feel should be in it, like Bruno Sammartino is in it. Brett is in it. Good old Bray Wyatt is in it. They mention the Wyatt family, but they don't include. So I don't know. It, it's it's you know, like Molly Holly's in here, but and and William Regal, and they have Morrow in here. Ronaldo, who's no longer with the Ray, is in here. Who's no longer with them? But no Kyle Edwards slash Ardo Ocal, which really, I know he wasn't there that long, but still. Um, and, and no Jim Ross, which really shocks me. Really. So you're just going to forget about Jim Ross at all because he works for AEW. Really? So <laughs> as much as this is a nice little flip through here, where are all the people that should be here? And yet you have entries for for people I've never heard of before. People like like refs and stuff. And 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 wrestlers I just have never you have room for these people, and yet all those people I just mentioned, not in here. And I just it boggles the mind. <laughs> Like Duggan's in this, but all these people they have just left out. Booger is here, Hogan's in here. <laughs> so, oh, as as much as this is a neat little smack shot, and Goldberg's in here. Uh, even Brisango. It, it, it's kind of incomplete. Kurt's still here. Kurt Angle. Uh, and, and to leave certain people out is just really odd uh, on who is there and who is there. Like, Lana is in the book. But, again, another, act, another wrestler who left, Rusev, is surprisingly absent from book. So Lana is there, but it's no Rusev. Like, you know, she's here. We don't talk about her past. We, you know, we don't mention it. She is just there. 
National Association with her former team up. So yeah, in Rusev's now Miro. So that you you can say, oh, I'm a conspiracy theorist and everything, but you think that's coincidence? And now it, it's weird because Diamond Dallas Page is in here and he's been worked for AW for Bit and Jake as well. So I'd love to know how they came up with this list of names. It, it's a neat little handbook. It, it, it doesn't really feel that expensive. I just think the omissions are funny and 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 the people that get the full pages, you know, the two page spread. Drew gets it. Roman gets it. Certain people seem to get it. Certain people don't. Just rather telling. And yes, Strowman is in this. But, you know, it won't mention his running buddies. <laughs> so that is 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 what it is. It, it's it's a Interesting who's who, but there's a lot of the who's that aren't there. So that is my take of the WWE Superstar Handbook, courtesy of DK Publishing. things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, get in touch with me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G R-U-S-S. -S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate any kind of interaction on Twitter. And if you follow me, I will follow you on Twitter. So well, you check out all new shows right here on the TalkShoot Network. I'm caller ID 18411. That's all the new shows air here on TalkShoe, as well as on Spotify and Google Play and many other directories across the world wide web. So check it out there. Also, uh, if you want to check out some of my older shows, uh, my original home on the internet was Libsyn. That's HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn, that's dot L-I-B-S-Y-N is in November, dot com. Lots of great old shows there from eight from 2006 to about 2013. Then I switched over to here to talk show. Lots of convention coverage, um, interviews, older reviews right there for you all to check out. You can also check them out in iTunes in the iTunes store under podcasts. Just type in Randall Russell. You'll find them there. And of course, on other directories across the world wide web. All right. Oh, and just a side note: some of you are probably wondering about the um, wondering about the the giveaway for Promising Young Woman. Unfortunately, for Promising Young Woman, due to just the delay in getting it to me and a lot of things, that giveaway did not happen. Keep in mind, Ramblers, I there may be more opportunities down the road. If there is, just keep listening, keep reading the Twitter feed, and if there is. I will bring them to you because I love giving stuff away and I appreciate the people that give the opportunity to do so. So take heart and then just keep an eye out for that. Also, uh, on, a, on a side note, I noticed some some YouTubers and people have been putting up, they, they sometimes post like their, their wish list for Amazon, like stuff they just really would like to get 
And then, and then sometimes their listeners and viewers like give them that stuff. I'm, I'm just for the fun of it, building my own up, and I might find a way of publishing that. Either I'll put it in show notes, or I'll put it up on Twitter. And here's what I, I will say to you, listeners. All right, it's gonna be a bunch of things that I, I I'd like to get, but just things I'm interested in. and. I'll make this deal with you. If, if, if somebody, and, and I'm going to tell you a lot of the stuff up there, it's a combination of, um, things like the prices will range and the availability. A lot of the stuff I'm put wish this is, won't come out until like July, but I'm just, so I can remember it. Here's the deal I'm going to make with y'all. All right. If any one of you, and you don't have to do this to listen to the show, I'm not making it mandatory. I don't know if, if y'all are feeling generous and kind hearted and, and, and you want to throw a little love to the show my way, feel free. And I, and I try to keep the list updated because if, if I get something from it, I'll take it off any of those items there. And y'all don't have to go for the real expensive ones, the hard ones to get, whatever. Cause some of these things are like 20 bucks or so. If you want to feel generous and, 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 <laughs> and order that for me, um, if you feel you want to do that, right, then DM me on Twitter, okay? Let me know, and I'll make this deal with you. If you want to do that, Ah, uh, anything that gets fulfilled through that list, I will. Um, I will review it, not only review it on the show, I will mention that that you provided the funds to review it. Absolutely will. So I will so I'll give you like two mentions. I'll mention it one that you're willing to do it, and then two, when it comes in during the review of said item, I will drop your name again. Absolutely. We'll do that. So go through that list. I, I said, I'll either post it up on, on Twitter or in the show notes of one of these shows, maybe this show, maybe another show. And, and if, if you let me know, just DM me, let me know, say, Hey Russ, I can do this and we'll work out getting it done. All right. Let me know. And it, Again, not mandatory. You don't have to. But if you're so inclined, these are things I'm interested in. And I will absolutely review it on the show if you are so inclined. I need to do this as an experiment. See what happens from it. <laughs> I'm not forcing anybody. But, you know, it, I'm going to put it out there and see what happens. Because I've seen other people get it done. So, it's up to you, Ramblers. Uh, if you want to do that and and some stuff is really expensive some isn't your budget i ain't forcing nothing but i'm gonna throw it out there i just i'm curious to see the response i get and then we'll go from there what's coming up in future episodes of the show well a lot of things on the way i might do Coming up next one, I might do a little backtracking, a little bit of catch-up work, because uh, there's some things I, I just haven't got around to talking about yet, but I, I need to, and I will. 
when it comes to book-wise, there are some books coming up uh, this month in April that I'll probably make on the next show or the show after, including from DK, Can the Hulk Lift a House? And 50 more superhero questions, super questions for superheroes. And if you can't answer that, Lord Mighty. As well, from DK, Lego Life Hacks. These are 50 cool ideas to make Lego bricks work for you. Very interesting book. And speaking of more Lego, the Lego Star Wars Yoda's Galaxy Atlas with an exclusive Yoda minifig. So we'll be talking that book-wise in the coming weeks. Video-wise, I'll uh, get a little catch-up. Uh, there might be some other new things coming my way, but for now, things I'll be working on. I'm going to try to finish getting through Black Lightning Season 3. I just got to remember where I, where I left off in that. On uh, Blu-ray, also Blu-ray and DVDs, so we'll talk about uh, that. As well, when it comes to TV shows, uh, Big Little Lies, Season 2. Uh, as well as Season 2 of Manifest. Uh, also the, the, the miniseries Helter Skelter. The uh, movies Jungle Land and Dreamland, as well as the movies Invincible Dragon and The Legend of Tumorous. That is all things possibly coming up. And there are a few other digitally stuff uh, that I will be checking out. So keep listening to the show. And I appreciate all the, the interest and the, the increasing downloads lately, which has been super awesome. So thank you for listening and all the new listeners that are out there. That is it for me. And I'll catch you next time right here on Ramble Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.